Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Success Unscripted, the podcast for ordinary people aiming to achieve extraordinary goals. I am your host, Miriam Hogans, and y'all, this is episode four. I am super excited. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Um, You're obviously here for a reason, and I have so much to bring to you guys today. I won't hold you guys too long, but I want to share with you what's been with, with what's been on my heart in my mind and I hope that somebody leaves here changed today um, after leaving this podcast and that's my ultimate goal for you guys but I want to get right into it if you all have had a fantastic day great and if not (laughs) you can start right now two roads diverged in a yellow wood and sorry I could not travel both. And be one traveler, long I stood, and looked down one as far as I could, to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that the passing there had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay, and leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet not knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Wow, such profound words, and my favorite poem of all time, by the amazing Jack Frost, titled The Road Not Taken. We learned that poem back in the 11th grade. Actually, Miss Campbell, my AP English teacher, made all of her students memorize it, stand in front of the class and quote it. And it has stuck with me until this day. And I actually use it and apply it in certain scenarios. Um, It's so profound, so deep, yet simple at the same time. And it has helped me realize that in this life, now, in the present, and near future, I have found it to be extremely beneficial to take a few roads that have not been taken by many, like completely just going against the grain, creating paths, you know, with not much wear, and making them bear on my own accord, if that makes sense. So, like, a lot of times... We don't choose paths that have high grass, right? If you were to go outside right now and you had to choose between a path that was completely clear, um, you can see footsteps. It's, it's obviously worn. You can tell people have trotted that area before compared to a, an area with high grass where you can't see where you're stepping or, you know, there's really no clear, clear path. Like, we don't choose those areas, right? We don't choose those paths. We don't choose those paths that have the bushes and the branches, you know, unmaintained by many. We would rather choose paths that are smooth, maintained, and have visible paths ahead of us, right? Paving the way to make it clear for us to see. And that's natural. Like, that's just something that we all tend to do. But me personally, Miriam has taken many roads less traveled by and has made a huge difference in a lot of areas in my life. You know, although it is very lonely (laughs) here at times, it has made all of the difference. And when I say lonely, I mean like not having 
anybody there with you on the journey. That's what I mean, right? So, like, some people, you know, they don't understand, but it has made all the difference. And I can really appreciate this poem, and I hope it has blessed somebody today because it's, it's, it's always helping me, right? Always helping me. And I've learned and I've come to realize that on these roads that I have taken, if I want to see certain outcomes in my life, I'm going to have to change something, right? So there is going to have to be some sort of internal transformation if you want to see certain outcomes. And if I had not executed certain internal changes, I would not be where I am today. And for that, I am extremely grateful. So I found out early on that going where everyone has gone or trying to do exactly how others have done it has never worked for Miriam. It has never worked for me. Okay, never. I always end up disappointed in the end. I learned essentially to measure success according to my own standard and according to my own accord, not someone else's. Which is why I am a firm believer that success look di- looks differently for each individual, right? So, for example, if I want to start a certain business, I go check certain people out. I see what they do, how they do it. And I try to apply this to my, to my processes. And I'm just like not getting results, not realizing, oh, you know, they may have, they may have a different target audience than you, right? Completely different. Or their demographics may be different, right? So, like, what applies for them does not necessarily apply, you know, to me in this certain situation. So, I had to learn how to measure success according to my own standard. You know, if I'm trying to get to a certain place, I need to look at what works for Miriam, like I've mentioned before. So, success looks differently for each individual. Someone's success may be landing, for example, a big job, like their first big job. And some, for some people, it may be becoming financially independent or graduating college, right? And for some people, they may not want to land a big job. Some people may be okay with where they are. Some people may not want to be financially independent, and that's okay because that's where they want to be in their life. According to them, that is their standard of success. Right. So I feel that it's not always about hitting the jackpot. And I'm going to say it, but I feel that society has led us to believe that lie. Okay, so whatever success looks like for you, you take that road. When roads are overcrowded, we usually become stuck, trapped and late to our destination. But if you ever notice, like I, I live in Austin and I love the back roads. And if you ever notice, when you take those back roads away from the heavy traffic, we tend to get away, you know, we tend to get there without distractions. We tend to get to our destination without distractions, without casualties, without external damage because of accidents, right? It may take us longer, but it'll be worth it. So you take that road. You see, you see a path that has not been charted, charted yet or trotted yet. You take it. You pave the way, right? 
You paved the way. You don't have to take the role that has been taken by everybody else. That's super boring. Take the scenic route. Take those back roads. It may take longer, but it'll definitely be worth it. And I'm learning that in this life, speaking of distractions, right, I have to, <laughs> I have become extremely strategic about eliminating distractions, just completely getting rid of them. And I have not always been great in this area, but I am progressing, okay? So I'm an individual who always wants to identify the root issue um, and the why behind certain behaviors. So why, why am I so focused on these distractions? Why am I allowing myself to become distracted? distracted? And in this process of self-evaluation, I've learned where my distractions have come from. I learned where every distraction <laughs> has come from because I'm that type of person I need to know. And I realize that all roads lead back to my mind. All decisions start in my mind. Everything that I have done because of these distractions started in my mind, right? So we do what we do because of how we think. It's because of how we think. So sometimes it will take a quick rewiring of our brains by changing our internal algorithm, which is our mind. Our internal algorithm, algorithm is our mind, okay? We take a quick rewiring of our brains, and that's okay. It's needed sometimes. It's definitely needed sometimes. And one of the major things that I can really speak to on this is um, social media, um, because I, I had a lot of trouble with this early on in my early 20s and my late teens. And on social media, I realized that my activities determine a lot of what I was seeing, right? So activities on social media determine what we see. And it only does is because of our actions, right? Social media, they all have, all types of social media have an algorithm. And we control what we see, which indirectly dictates our mood and how we feel because of this algorithm. So I learned to trick my algorithm into seeing what I was seeing, okay? To seeing what I wanted to see. So for example, if I wanted to see travel or books, bookstores, um, coffee shops, I would like those types of things. So I would purposely look up the, the types of things that I want to see, like them, like them, like them, save them, um, things of that nature. So my algorithm can rewire itself. Because every time I would like something that I didn't want to see, I would start seeing it more often, right? Different posts about it, different ads about it. So I had to change it. I had to trick it, right? Sometimes just completely eliminate it altogether is what I would have to do, like just get off of it. But if I was going to be on social media using it, I had to change it to what I wanted to see. So I control that. And there were times when I had to just, you know, just completely reroute it. Because the things that I was seeing were impacting me emotionally. And at that time, I could not handle what I was seeing, okay? So I figured out how to trick it. And it allowed me to eliminate those feelings of being depressed and anxious, um, which all begin in my head. All of these things begin in my head. Like, I was just, ugh, it was just so much, right? And so I became so distracted by the things that I would see, which flowed over into my personal life, that hindered me from excelling or moving forward. 
So those shiny things, those distractions that I would see caused me to become very stagnant in my life, in every area of my life. I began to develop what people would call a squirrel brain or squirrel brain syndrome, right? Which is when you have a lot of thoughts that don't yield much depth or connection. Um, and this was because I had everybody else's business on my mind to where I couldn't even function in my own life. So I'm thinking about everybody else's business. What I was seeing couldn't even function because everybody else's business was business was on my mind. Everybody else's business was on my mind. Like that's crazy. Okay. But I became better once I started minding my own business and getting everybody else's business completely out of my mind. You have to do that sometimes. And what we must understand is that I need y'all to hear me when I say this. Without the brain, there is no mind, right? And I'm going to shift a little bit. But without, without the brain, there is no mind. Without the brain, you cannot function. We tend to use brain and mind interchangeably. But to be honest, one is tangible. The brain is tangible. You can physically touch it. If you were to dis- you can, that's why we're able to dissect brains, right? We can physically touch it. It's tangible. The mind is intangible. You can't really grab it. You can't really grab your mind, okay? You can't really grab your thoughts. <laughs> Physically, you can't. The brain and the mind, they are the root cause of action. Think about that. The root cause of action. The root cause of action. And all actions have consequences. And some actions cannot be changed. I want y'all to think about that. Some actions can't be changed. And the definition of action is the fact or process of doing something typically to achieve a certain aim. Okay. So furthermore, you need energy, right? To create actions. Anything that we do requires energy. What kind of energy y'all are we releasing when we are committing these actions? I want y'all to think about that. When we're committing certain actions, we understand that they have consequences. So what kind of energy are are we releasing? And I'm not talking about the energy where people often say, oh, they have positive energy. Oh, their energy is so negative. I'm not talking about that kind of energy. Okay, so bear with me. Um, But scientists define energy as the ability to do work. And they often claim that modern civilization is possible because we um, people have learned how to change energy from one form to another and then use it to do work. This tells me that energy cannot be changed. Um, or modified once it has been created. That's how I interpret that, which makes energy immutable. It makes, an, it, it makes it an immutable object um, in, cro- in contrast to a mutable object, which is something that can't be changed. Okay, mutable is, is, a mutable object is something that can't be changed, right? So once energy is released, you can't really grab that, right? So without energy, one cannot act. One would be limited. So we commit an action a certain energy is released, right? And to my point, full circle 360, all roads lead back to the mind. I wanted to make that point. All, all roads lead back to the mind. So to succeed and function at a high level in life, you must understand the why behind you think and do certain things, okay? So like I said, I realized early on, okay, I need to change my internal algorithm. I need to change my mind. I need to do some things differently, right? So because how do you expect to correct something if you have no idea why a certain situation is happening or where it's coming from. So that's why I always go down to the root cause of action. What's going on? What's going on? So once you identify that, change it, right? Change it. And I feel that that is why, you know, sometimes we allow 
our emotions to destroy our very being, our way of life and our successes, because we just don't got it all together in our, in our heads. And we don't know why we're doing certain things, right? We have to identify why we are doing certain things, get down to the nitty gritty of it. And I know this sounds really cliche, but oftentimes we hear people preach and say, change your mindset, change this, change that. And in order to change your life, you have to change your mind. Y'all, they're preaching that for a reason. They're saying that for a reason. All these motivational speakers are saying this for a reason because it literally starts in your mind. Our issues originate in the mind, which ultimately determines the outcomes of our decisions, which then affect our lives. It affects our lives. We have to understand where these thoughts are coming from, right? Where are these thoughts coming from? We hear people say, change your mind, change your mind, change your mind. But there's this thing called the subconscious mind. And y'all, our subconscious mind is like a little reservoir that contains and holds everything that we have been taught or have told ourselves. It holds everything in there. So the subconscious mind, it does not see. It doesn't see black or white, right? It takes everything for what it is. So when we say things like, oh, I'm broke, I'm ugly, I'm illiterate, harsh things like that to ourselves or um, things that may cause us to doubt anything, the, subcon- the subconscious mind takes it for what it is. And it activates those thoughts. It activates those thoughts by transmitting them to the conscious mind, which is our active state of mind, right? Which both, you know, the subconscious and conscious mind influence, influences our decision making. It influences our decision making. So I want you to think about that. Next time you say something to yourself and it's something that's completely degrading or something that just completely just humiliates who you are as a human being think twice about that because the subconscious mind is taking it in for what it is remember it doesn't see black or white okay it doesn't see black or white and and ultimately the brain communicates the mind the brain communicates everything to the heart and then what happens after that once all of this is communicated to the heart these issues become heart issues issues of the heart and it flows out Okay, and it affects our very well-being, okay? Think about that. Stop self-sabotaging yourself because of those thoughts that are in your mind, okay? Not healthy. Now, to my next point, you know, unfortunately, there are times when we believe others are the enemy when it's truly us. We are our own enemies at times, y'all. I'm my own enemy at times. Sometimes it's not what other people do to me. It's, it's what Miriam is doing to herself, okay? And by being our own enemies, we allow people to become our enemies. How? How is that possible? I'll tell you how it's possible. By giving people access to parts of our lives that they had no business being included in, okay? I know this is helping somebody right now because it's helping me. It took me a while to realize that I was my own enemy for a while. Um, until I rewired that part of my brain. I literally was thinking just crazy thoughts. And it was me. I'm my own enemy. I allowed people, I gave people certain access to my life um, that they had no business being in. I talked myself out of things. I've talked myself out of opportunities. I told myself no before giving others a chance to tell me no. And by that, I mean that I tell myself no before even asking for permission from others. I talked myself down, I talked myself out of things, I called myself names. And by doing these things to myself, I gave others access and rights to do the exact same thing. 
So we are our own enemies at times. And that's an issue. That's a problem. And we have to change that part of us. Why do we do that? We have to get down to the root issue again. Why? Why, why, why? Why? Think about it. So people, objects, our own thoughts, these are all things that can distract us from being good. It's that simple. That simple, but so true. God, y'all, sometimes I tend to live in my brain and get in my thoughts that, you know, and at times cause me to be the most difficult person for no reason at all. Like, why are you living in your head, Miriam? Like, get out of your head. Get out of your, get out of your head. I overthink. Um, I self-sabotage and think others are thinking a certain way about me when it's me. Capture your thoughts. Before you start your day, capture your thoughts. Because if you don't, you'll see how bad your day ends. Okay? Like I said, the mind, although it is intangible, we can capture our thoughts. Although we can't physically touch it, we can capture our thoughts. Change your internal algorithm for the better. Define success by your own definition, okay? Once you change it, you'll then be able to define success by your own definition. You won't be looking at everybody else. You'll be able to measure it by where you are in your life. Use your milestones um, to measure your own success, okay? You know where you want to be in life. There should be different levels of success in your life, and it should look different, you know, way, you know, completely different from the next person's levels. Completely different from everybody else's levels. Get out of your head. I leave this with y'all today. Take the compliment, okay? Cut out the negative self-talk and emotion. Stop forcing yourself into sorrow. Get out of your head. Get out of your bed. Get yourself together. Stop being in everybody else's business. I became better once I started minding my business. And this is for somebody out there. Your individuality makes you unique. Your seasons of solitude will make you great. You do not need a crowd to validate your being. Your individuality will make you great. Walking alone can be lonely, but you are never really alone. Allow positive thoughts to, do to dominate your mind. You have the choice to choose. Take the road less traveled, okay? Change your algorithm. And if you guys want to know more about the power of the subconscious mind, check out the show notes. I have an excellent book there. Um, I believe you guys would enjoy that I'm reading right now. And until then, you guys take care. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to y'all soon.